Today's video is brought to you by MeUndies. Hey, brother! One of our favorite theories over here at Super Carlin Brothers is the idea that when Voldemort was going to kill Harry, he was also carrying with him the Sword of Gryffindor, the last item that he intended to turn into a Horcrux. We've actually made an entire video about that particular idea, so if you want to go and check that out, the video is right here, but otherwise, here are the cliff notes. Obviously, he had already converted three relics from the three other founders of Hogwarts into Horcruxes. That would be the cup, the locket, and the diadem. And we know that he had to bring something with him the night that he went to kill Harry. Plus, we know that Peter Pettigrew became the secret keeper for the Potters before Harry's first birthday, which was in July. And yet, for some unexplained reason, Voldemort doesn't attack until... October? Why? Well, I'll tell you the why, because he didn't have the sword yet. So how did he get it? Well, we know, of course, that the sword of Gryffindor will appear to any Gryffindor that is in need. And we know that Molly Weasley's two brothers, Fabian and Gideon Pruitt, were Gryffindors who were fighting and killed by Death Eaters. It seems likely to me that the sword would have presented itself to them, but maybe it wasn't enough to turn the tables and allow them to win the fight. Also, not for nothing, but if Voldemort actually knows how the sword presents itself, then it wouldn't surprise me if he would have assigned Death Eaters a task that might have specifically drawn it out. I can't prove that theory one way or another, but either way, I still firmly believe that it was his intent to convert the Sword of Gryffindor into the final Horcrux. The real question is though, had he successfully killed Harry, would the Sword of Gryffindor accepted this responsibility? Could the Sword of Gryffindor be a Horcrux? Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, MeUndies. Let's talk underbritches for a second, you guys. Here's the cue. Does it feel like you're sitting on a cloud right now? No? Well, boy, oh boy, do I have the thing for you guys today because MeUndies offers sustainable, breathable, and super soft underbritches. That four bonus points come in endless styles. From the straight up ridiculous to classic styles, there are so many options to choose from to make sure you have the right thing for you. Some of you may know me as my alias, Buzzy B. So I'm sure you can only imagine which pair I chose. So there are lots of other super awesome options like Baby Yoda and the Avengers. And the great news is with a MeUndies subscription, you never have to leave the couch again. They send new pairs straight to your door every month. And with site-wide savings and exclusive sales, you'll automatically be saving money. And MeUndies has a great offer for our viewers. If it is your first order, you will get 15% off and free shipping on your order. And MeUndies even has their problem-free philosophy, where if you have any issue with the product whatsoever, just let them know and they will refund you or replace it. No questions asked, no caveats. I can't recommend it enough. Head on over to MeUndies.com theories. Again, that is going to be 15% off and free shipping on your first order at MeUndies.com theories. Link is in the description down below. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Iris over on our Discord server who actually sparked this idea by asking the following question. The sword is made of goblin silver and goblin silver repels mundane dirt, meaning it does not require cleaning. It imbibes only that which strengthens it. Could that mean that the sword might not turn into a Horcrux at all? Would being a Horcrux make it stronger or would it repel the piece of soul? Excellent question with excellent points made. Iris, of course, is indeed correct. Hermione points out in Deathly Hallows that the sword can destroy Horcruxes. She says, the sword can destroy Horcruxes. Yeah, we know, we just said that. Goblin-made blades imbibe only that which strengthen them. Harry, that sword's impregnated with basilisk venom. So right out of the gate, the question is, 
does Voldemort's soul constitute being something powerful enough to actually improve the blade's quality? Or would the sword itself just actually repel the soul because it already has its own like built-in internal worthiness calculator? Personally, I like to think that Godric Gryffindor actually took a TI-83 calculator and like duct taped it to a sword and like magically like, morphed them together. I can't confirm that's what he actually did, but the point is the sword is able to present itself at will based on who needs it most. But on the flippity flop side of that, we also have this line from Ollivander. He who must not be named did great things. Terrible, but great. Okay, calm down, Ollivander, calm down. Actually though, I really think that that particular line shows his true passion for like wands because he's like, I know this could be dangerous, but it is gonna be very interesting to see what he can do with it. The point being here though, that Tom Riddle slash Voldemort is arguably the most powerful wizard of all time. So if it's purely on a basis of strength, then I think it works. That is to say the sword could become a Horcrux because the piece of Voldemort's soul is that powerful. If there is in fact a worthiness category, then that would of course be a problem as well because for starters, he's in Slytherin, not Gryffindor. But I personally think that, that rule only really applies to who it can appear to. Because on that particular note, the sword goes right on ahead with accepting the Basilisk's Venom, which literally was Slytherin's monster. Again, terrible, but great power from Slytherin's literal pet. Pretty on Gryffindor, if you ask me. Although my personal headcanon is that all of the original Hogwarts founders actually loved the Basilisk, but Slytherin put a Fidelius charm on the Chamber of Secrets, which is how everybody actually knows that there is a monster and that there is a hidden basement, but nobody can find it. Also, if anybody knows anybody at Warner Brothers so we can write a founder series, just give us a call, we're here. Anyway, my point is that the sword seems to take no issue whatsoever with the idea of taking in something that is super powerful and dangerous because it technically makes it stronger. So yes, I do believe that the Sword of Gryffindor could have become a Horcrux because Voldemort is that powerful. But here's where things get kind of tricky because if the Sword of Gryffindor was already a Horcrux, then when Harry stabs it into the Basilisk and it imbibes the Basilisk's venom, would that venom then destroy the Horcrux itself? Because as we know, Basilisk's venom is one of the very few things that is capable of destroying a Horcrux because of its highly destructive powers. So you would think, Yes, absolutely. I guess you could argue because the sword was already a Horcrux that it might be able to detect the fact that the venom was present and instead of like taking it in, actually repel it because it would know that it would destroy itself, right? Wrong. Again, here's what Hermione has to say about how Horcruxes operate. Look, if I picked up a sword right now, Ron, and ran you through with it, I wouldn't damage your soul at all. Coincidence that she specifically chose sword in this particular example? But it's the other way around with a Horcrux. The fragment of soul inside depends on its container, its enchanted body for survival. It can't exist without it. So what we can learn from this is the reason why Basilisk Venom is so effective at destroying Horcruxes is because it is so powerful that it damages the container beyond repair. And once that container is destroyed, the soul inside can no longer survive. The point is the Venom isn't destroying the soul itself. It's destroying the container that holds the soul and therefore the soul as well. Otherwise, it's it's just like Hermione says about running Harry or Ron through with a sword. It would damage their body, but not actually affect their soul in any way. So getting back to the sword of Gryffindor, the venom very clearly does not damage the sword 
in any way. And since the sword remains intact after coming in contact with the basilisk venom, it would also mean that if there was a soul stored inside, it would also be safe. Because again, the container has not yet been destroyed. Actually, interestingly, on this exact same note, a lot of people ask the question, how come the Horcrux inside of Harry wasn't destroyed when he was actually stabbed by a basilisk fang? The same idea remains true here as well. Harry didn't technically die from that stab wound. He was healed in time. So if he had died, the Horcrux would have been destroyed, but he wasn't. But again, back to the sword. Harry should count himself extremely lucky that Voldemort was not successful in this particular venture because destroying that sword would have been extremely difficult. If for that matter, even possible at all. I'm not sure that it is. Well, what about feed fire, Ben? Couldn't they have just used feed fire? Couldn't Harry and Hermione have just used feed fire on this giant plateau that they're standing on? What's gonna burn? They do specifically avoid using fiend fire because it is so very dangerous, but in the end, it ultimately does destroy the diadem. So in a pinch, you could destroy the sword that way too, right? Wrong. Again, it's the exact same problem as the venom, isn't it? The venom makes the sword stronger. So would the fiend fire. At that point, your sword would not only have plus 1000 poison damage and plus 1000 Voldemort damage, but also plus 1000 fire damage. Anyone else excited about the new Diablo 2 coming out? Me too! By the way though, let me know what you think Voldemort damage would actually do in the towel section down below, because I think it's kind of interesting to see like what new ability the sword might have. Personally, and stick with me now, I think what would happen is you would not only feel like you were being stabbed by a sword, but also getting one of his toenails to directly to the face. In case you guys are wondering, yes, I am referring to that scene in Goblet of Fire. The thing that's important to remember here is that Robert Pattinson is not actually dead and that toenail is actually on his face and he is not flinching. Oscar worthy. <laughs> Although I guess when you consider that Ray Fines actually looks like this, it's not as bad. Take back the Oscar. Unless they use the foot stunt double. Man, I'm torn on this one. All right, here's the deal. Bob, if you do good in Batman, we'll give you the Oscar back. That's the deal. I should really move on. Okay, so the sword. Basilisk Venom doesn't work on it. Fiendfire wouldn't work on it. How could Harry have destroyed this thing? Is Avada Kedavra in play? I mean, after all, that's literally what Voldemort himself uses on Harry to destroy the Horcrux inside of Harry. Avada Kedavra! I mean, that's gotta be it, right? It's the only other way that we see a Horcrux destroyed in the books at all. And yet, I don't think that would work either. Actually, on that note, I always wondered why Harry, Ron, and Hermione never even tried it on the locket when they were suffering with it so badly. I always kind of attributed it to like an internalized like nobility that was in play here. Like that was a line they weren't going to cross. But like apparently every other thing inside of this video, I don't think that really holds up either. For one, they have absolutely no issue whatsoever using the Imperius Curse when they break into Green Gods. And Harry straight up tries to use the Cruciatus Curse on Bellatrix. And it's true that neither of those actually end in death, but at least in the movies, that goblin ends up dead anyway. And Neville's parents are arguably in worse condition than if they had died. Plus, all three of those curses are considered unforgivable. So I really don't think morality's in play anymore. In fact, Harry even specifically tells Dumbledore that he would want to be the one to kill Voldemort, even if there wasn't a prophecy. Imagine, please, just for a moment that you had never heard that prophecy. How would you feel about Voldemort now? Think. I'd want him finished, Harry said quietly, and I'd want to do it. Bloodthirsty much, Harry? <laughs> Come on. Not really, though. In the end, he actually uses Expelliarmus, so. But I think the real reason they don't use Avada Kedavra is because the Horcruxes are not living things. Voldemort successfully uses Avada Kedavra on Harry because Harry is the container and Avada Kedavra can effectively kill a person. 
and as such destroys the container holding the Horcrux. The same would probably be true for Nagini as well. Also, also the movies, I get it. They show a whole bunch of curses just like glancing off of Nagini, but in the books, she's inside of the protective bubble. So I think she was very much subject to being damaged. But the rest of the Horcruxes are just objects and you can't kill objects. The sword is honestly a pretty foolproof Horcrux idea. It really can't be destroyed by just about anything because anything dangerous enough to destroy it, it can just absorb its power. I actually can't think of a single magical way that it could be destroyed. I guess you could like physically break it, like put the sword across a fulcrum and drop a couple of tons on both sides and like snap it in half, but even then, I'm not sure the soul would be destroyed. The only explanation we could think of over here to destroy the sword crux was for Harry to literally throw it through the veil. Just let the literal wall of death do the killing. And if you don't think that would work, good news, we made an entire video explaining why it would. I guess maybe you could melt it down in like a goblin forge? But no, same problem, it absorbs the heat. It's starting to feel like a real missed opportunity to have not given that sword even more power. If I was here, you want to know what I would have done? I would have gone to the top of the mountain and held it in the air and waited for some lightning. Lightning sword! Or maybe this just gives us new questions to try to answer. Like, why does the sword have the power to show up to any Gryffindor in need? What did it kill or destroy to imbibe that? Like, is there anything else in the magical world that only appears when you need it most? I guess Fox shows up when Harry needs him most. Guys, for my question of the day, what other things could the Sword of Gryffindor destroy and then have the power of? Let us know in the towel section down below. Otherwise, guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Also, you may have heard that we are doing Name of the Wind theories for the next month. If you're still on the fence, be sure to go and check out this video right here where we talk about why you should read that story. But otherwise, guys, until next time, bye. <laughs>